0: Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at Church. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Praise the Lord. All right, I'm, you can just remain seated. I'm going to pick up where I left off last week. I'm going to read Genesis chapter 12. I'm reading just one verse of Scripture, verse number 3. The Bible says, I will bless those who bless you. This is a prophecy and a promise given to Abraham, in case you are, were not here last week. Incidentally, let me throw my shameless, shameless plug out for our online service All of our sermons are online on YouTube. You can access those by searching Maranatha Ministries. Make sure you spell out Maranatha Ministries UPC. It'll take you right to our YouTube channel. And uh, make sure you subscribe and make sure you click the notification bell. So you'll always know because we put our Maranatha Live up there also on Wednesday nights. But last week's sermon is up there because I'm going to pick up from where I left off last week. But uh, the Bible says here in Genesis chapter 12 verse 3, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you, and in you, in you, Abraham, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. From that verse of scripture, I want to continue part two of what I have entitled, The Faithlessness of the Faithful. The Faithlessness of the Faithful. Sounds odd that I would say such a thing, but I'm going to be honest with you, we're not always faithful, are we? We don't like people to know it. I'm just an honest preacher. We don't always like people to know it, but we're not always faithful. We try to be, but we fail. So I wanna just, I'll give a quick recap. Last week I did talk about um, the fact that Abraham was called by God to leave his family's land and to go to a land that God would show him, which he did do, and when he got there, a famine hit. And one of the things I pointed out last week was that just because you are obeying and fulfilling the will of God does not mean everything goes smoothly. Amen? A lot of times we think everything, all oh, hell is breaking loose and what's going on here, and we think we miss the will of God, but just because you're doing the will of God does not mean everything works out. And Abraham was in the will of God in the promised land, but famine hit, and so he went down to Egypt. And I talked about all of this last week. I'm not gonna re-preach last week's message. I'm just picking out a couple of highlights um, but one of the things that uh, bothered me about him going to Egypt was, he. number one, there was two ways to look at it. We looked at both ways last week. One way was that uh, he used his head. God gave you a head, you know. He gave you a brain. He expects you to use it. He sometimes tells us what to do, but he doesn't give us the details because we've got to figure some things out on our own. And so Abraham used his head and said, there's no famine in Egypt. I think I'll go down there. The only thing that troubles me about it is I don't see that Abraham prayed about it before he went. So you can make the case that he used his head. You can also make the case he should have stayed where he was because that's where God sent him. Uh, you can go both ways. Either way, we could probably preach a message from either, either angle. I've chosen this angle because I've had to use my head a few times. And how many of you have used your head a few times and found out you shouldn't have? <laughs> Or maybe you should have, but you still did it wrong. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we should pray about, the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter four, verse six, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. But even that verse needs to be taken in context because I don't, uh, do you mind if I just be honest with you? I don't pray about everything. Uh-oh. <laughs> if you're watching this online, do not shut me off. Let me finish. I do not pray about everything. I did not pray about what time I should set my alarm clock for on Sunday mornings. I just figured out I got to be to church at 8.30, actually a little before. I got to do this in order to get ready for church. I got to have time for a cup of coffee. I got to have this. And I go back and I come to a time that I'm going to set my alarm clock for. I didn't pray about it. I figured it out. I don't think... My good wife who's going to make dinner for me tonight, I pray thee. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she's going to pray about what to make tonight. I think she's going to look in the refrigerator, see what's available, and then see what she feels like doing, and then tell me to eat it or starve and pray about that if you want. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to say that just because the Bible says in everything by prayer does not mean literally every single thing we do. God gave you a brain. Use it, all right? So Abraham did use his brain. He decided to go down to Egypt. Uh, But that's where I want to pick up today. Things don't always work out the way we think they should when we think we know the will of God. So we use our heads and we do what we think is the right thing but how many of you done what you thought was the right thing and it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to? That doesn't necessarily mean it's the wrong thing. See, there's so many caveats here. You know, just serve God. You need to just serve God. When things are going good, praise Him. When things are going bad, praise Him. In all things, give thanks unto the Lord. So we can make the case Abraham should have stayed in the promised land during the, during the famine. We can make the case that he used his head and went down where there was no famine and he chose the latter. He went down to Egypt where there was no famine. Now, here he is coming into Egypt, which is where I want to pick up from today. Because in my way of looking at things, I think Abraham made some mistakes. Dare I speak of our God father of the faithful in such a way? Well, let me just tell you this. I don't know of anybody outside of Jesus Christ who's perfect. I don't care if it's Abraham. I don't care if it's Moses. I don't care if it's Joshua. I don't care if it's me. Maybe the first lady. Other than that, Including Abraham, I don't think Abraham was a perfect man who did everything right. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So let's take a look at what Abraham did. He decided to go down into Egypt. That may or may not have been the right call, but what he did now, I think, was the wrong call. And this is what the Bible says. It came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt. He said to Sarah, now... In this part of the story, we are still where before God changed their name. So it's still Sarai and Abram, but I know them so well as Sarah and Abraham, that's how I'm going to refer to them. So don't think, I know what I'm, I don't, don't think I don't know what I'm talking about, all right? When I, I'm just going to call them Abraham and Sarah. They were close to entering Egypt, and he said to Sarah, his wife, Indeed, I know that you're a woman of beautiful countenance. That's a good thing to say to your wife. Gentlemen, indeed, I know. You are a woman of beautiful countenance. And I do mean that. I'm not just saying that for the sake of this church. I love this first lady. I don't know how she puts up with me. I'm serious. What do you mean, amen? It's my daughter. Incidentally, can I just interject here real quick? Guess what happened 26 years ago today? Anybody know what happened 26 years ago today? We laid eyes on that beautiful girl right there for the very first time in our lives down at Tupelo Children's Mansion and Elizabeth became ours and has been with us ever since. And has given us five beautiful grandchildren and has completed our family. God bless. Amen. I don't know how I got off on that. Talking about how beautiful the first lady was. (laughs) I'm not going to get as far today as I thought. You're going to have to come back next week. Indeed, I know that you're a beautiful woman, beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say this is his wife, which she was, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say that you're my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, that I may live because of you. Now, we all know, I should say we all know, if you don't, I will tell you, Sarah was Abraham's half-sister, all right. They were half brother half sister. Now listen to me. I'm not going to go I'm not going to explain it today. I'll do it in another message another time. Back then it was okay to marry your half sister. It is not okay today. There are reasons for that. We can get into that. It's too long, too detailed. Just trust me. It was okay that he was married to his half sister. It's not okay for you. <clears throat> You're welcome. So what he's saying here is not a full lie, just a partial lie. But I'm here to tell you any lie is, is sin. All right? Just a small portion of a lie. You don't need a lot of sin to make it sin. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of sin added to your life can cause you to lose your soul. It doesn't take the big sin that the big sinners out there are doing. Just a little bit can cost you your soul. Say that you're my sister and it will be well for me for your sake that I may live because of you. So it was when Abram came to Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman and she was indeed very beautiful. And the princess of Pharaoh also, princes, not princess, prince, plural, princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh and the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house and listen carefully to what it says. It says that he Pharaoh treated Abraham well for her sake. Man, you brought this girl into my life. And I'm going to give you this, what he gave him. Sheep, oxen, donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys. I don't know what the difference, why they have to specify male and female donkeys, but they gave him both. Male and female servants and camels. Camels. Just camels, no male or female, just doesn't say. Camels don't matter. <laughs> Abram is being blessed in this circumstance. But does he deserve it? Because he lied to get it. He was dishonest, and the blessings he's getting are dishonest. Not every blessing you get is good. Rich is taken by False means are not, they'll, they'll end up stinking in your life. He wasn't honest about his wife. He lied about her. He was willing, listen to me. Here's his, here's his options. I'm going into Egypt. Option number one I tell them you're my wife, they kill me. Option number one, I'm dead. Option number two, I tell them you're my sister and they take you in to be Pharaoh's wife, and I lose you, and then when it's time to leave, you stay, I go by myself. That's option number two. Option three is, I tell him you're my sister, he takes you, he treats you like his wife, but when I leave, he lets you go with me, but now I've got a wife that slept with another man. Those are my three, none of those options are good, are they? There's not one good option. Let me tell you something. When you do something outside of the will of God, there is no good option gonna come from it. It's only the lesser of the evil that you're left dealing with. What could be the best case? Unless you know Jesus, <laughs> he can make right your wrongs and he can bless you in the midst of your hardships. When you are in sin, there is no good coming out of it unless you know Jesus. My friend, Jesus can make the difference in your life. All right. The Lord plagued Pharaoh, verse 17. The Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and he said, what have you done? What is this you did to me? Why did you not tell me she was your wife? I mean, if you didn't do something you should have because you were afraid. Why did you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she was my sister? I might have taken her as my wife and been cursed by God. Now, therefore, here's your wife. Take her and go your way. Isn't it a shame when the, when the sinners are more righteous than the saints? Isn't it a terrible thing when sinners live better than the saints? It shouldn't be that way. We should lead this world. We should show this world how to live, how to dress, how to look, how to act, how to talk. We should be doing that. The world shouldn't be telling us how to look, how to act, how to talk. We should be teaching them how to do it. Now, therefore, here's your wife. Take her and go your way. So, Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him. Now, listen carefully. They sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Pharaoh didn't take the donkeys back, he didn't take back the camels, he didn't take back the goats or whatever else it was he gave him. He let him have it all. He blessed Abraham. God took a situation with evil on both sides and he turned it into a blessing for Abraham and he can and will do the same for you if you will bring your sin to the cross. You got to bring your sin to the cross because he can turn your sin into a blessing. He can take your sinful past and use it to help somebody else. He can take what you experienced and make it a blessing for someone who's experiencing it and doesn't know what to do. He's not out to get you. He's out to deliver you. He's not out to curse you. He's out to save you. Jesus is not your enemy. He's the best friend you'll ever find. Aren't you glad when you find yourself between a rock and a hard place, and we all do sooner or later, that there is one we can go to, that there is somebody we can cry out to, a rock that is higher than I, a God that's bigger than I, that when I'm between a rock and a hard place, God can step in and deliver me. Aren't you glad you know somebody like that? Praise God. Let me hurry along here. Let me hurry along here. Abraham failed in my books because he lied. I don't ever know a time when a lie is a good thing. So in my books, Abraham failed. It wasn't a full lie. It was like a, a... That's what my mother used to call them, white lies. White lies. Like what? White lives are good, what are black lives bad? So, whether, I'm, I'm going to go into a dangerous area right now, but it's the trouble with our world. White lies are good, black lies are bad. People think white lives are good, black lives aren't. White people are good, black people aren't. I'm here to tell you something. The color of your skin has got nothing to do with the content of your character. A white lie isn't good because it's white, and a black lie isn't bad because it's black. And you're not good because you're white, and you're not bad because you're black. You're good because you got good character, and you're bad because you got bad character, and it comes in every color. That's just how it is. Praise God. We need to teach this world. Don't we? I think, I think somebody said that a while back. I want my children to be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Didn't somebody say that? How about we start doing that, you and me? How about you and me start doing that? Show this world how we should be living. All right, i got to get back to my notes. Sorry about that. Abraham lied. And maybe it was because Abraham shouldn't have been in Egypt in the first place. That's neither here nor there. We'll never know. Maybe God did send him there, but he was worried about the outcome. So even doing the will of God, he was fearful and did something he shouldn't have done. We don't know. And I'm going to tell you something else. We don't always know what the right thing to do is. Do we? We get ourselves in situations, we're not sure what's right, what's wrong. What should I do right now? How should I, what should I say? How should I handle this? We don't always know. And I'm I'm just honest honest enough to tell you that not only do you not know, but more times you care to admit you're going to pick the wrong thing. I I hate... I would dread to have to stand up here and tell you all the, all the mistakes I made. And I'm not talking about it in a past life, I'm talking this past week. <laughs> but when God was done with Pharaoh's errors, with, with Abraham's errors, when God was done with Abraham's failure, when God was done with Abraham's sin, Abraham walked away blessed blessed. Why? Because God can turn your sin and your mistakes and your errors into blessings if you will put it into his hands. God can and does bless us even when we fail. He rights our every wrong. If we'll put it into his hands, an old song we used to sing. First Lady, you'll remember this one? when we first came into church, you want me to sing it for you? or Just give you the words. <laughs> we got folks visiting today. Now the reason they're telling me to sing it is because they want, they want something to laugh at the rest of the day. Just so you know. It's not because they think I'm a good singer. We're a happy people, yes, we are. We're a happy people, yes, we are. All day long we sing this song Jesus writes our every wrong. We're a happy people, yes, we are. All day long we sing this song Jesus writes are every wrong. How many times have you heard me tell you? Bring it back to the cross. I don't care how many times you fell. Pick yourself up and bring it back to the cross one more time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because we don't always do it right. Abraham didn't always do it right. Moses didn't always do it right. Peter didn't always do it right. Paul didn't always do it right. You don't always do it right. I don't always do it right. But I've got an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, and him crucified for my sins. Thank God. And I wanna close today with the words of another beautiful song written by Steve Richardson, one of our own, who passed away a little while back now. Wrote some beautiful songs, beautiful musician, phenomenal musician, beautiful songwriter. He wrote the beautiful song Daystar. If you've never heard the song Daystar, I encourage you to look it up on YouTube. Let's just look for the song Daystar. And if you can find, Steve Richardson is actually singing Daystar on YouTube. You can find that one. He's just a phenomenal, phenomenal person. But in that song, he wrote, Lord, I want to be your witness. How many of you want to be a witness for Jesus? I want people to know Jesus through me. I want to show this world how Jesus is. but I'm not good enough because I often fail the Lord. Steve Richardson wrote and he said, Lord, I want to be your witness. And then he said, and you can take what's wrong and make it right. Day stars shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. You can take what's wrong and make it right. He can take your sin. He can take your failure. He can take your struggle. He can take your wrong decisions. He can take your mistakes and he can turn it into your benefit if you'll let him. And I close with the first portion of Psalm 124, verse 1. Where the psalmist cried out, and it's what I cry out daily when he said, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I would be lost, I would be destroyed. but I got a rock who's higher than I, who can take my wrongs and make them right. Let's stand together. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, And if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 1030 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you and God bless.